0: Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with
1: Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, this week's guests certainly need no introduction. As famous for their morning swims as they are for their healthy produce. And they're back in January with their happy health plan. This time focusing on your health using a plant-based diet. We're delighted to welcome back to Happy Paris, Stephen and David Finn. Welcome back to Real Health. How's it going, lads?
0: Thank Ash. you, Carl. You're delighted to be here.
1: Good to have you back. So listen, how has life been for the last, I'm dying to hear, for the last kind of nearly year at this stage, opening, closing, up, down. How's life been?
0: I think it's been great, challenging, hard, struggling, and everything in between. Uh, uh, the, the, and Groundhog Day. Quite Groundhog Day oh, yeah. as, of, as of late. But uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I think like for everyone, there's been huge amount of challenging circumstance. But at the same time, there's been lots of nice reminders of to get back to the simple things in life and appreciate, you know, being able to go out for a walk and meet friends for coffee if you
1: can. I was just going to say that, like, I'd say for you guys are the eternal optimists. So I was going to ask you what positives you've taken from the last while. And it is very much that, isn't it? It's the simple things in life, whether it's the morning swim, the cup of coffee, the chats with your family or with your friends, socially distant, of course, if it needs to be. But you know, it is those kind of really simple things, and it, it's it's become less about the bigger and the better, and more about the simple things that make you happy.
0: Yeah, it's almost like society is forced to becoming less materialistic in a way, and that we're kind of being forced to. You know, like right now, we're existing in our five k. You can't really go very. You know, you weren't at a fancy party. You weren't doing anything extravagant. No one's really dressing up. People you see more and more people. You know, in the supermarket in their pajamas. You know, and not really too bothered. Yeah, there's. You can't even get a haircut. Like so, there's a, like really the things that people used to, you know, fill their lives with have kind of they're less relevant than they were now you know it's really is back to the simple things which is lovely and it's almost like like i heard that expression i'm sure you've heard it yourselves and many of the listeners have that uh it's almost like we've all been sent to our room with detention and time to reflect on our lives that it's like now don't come out here till you know what's important and you recalibrate
1: and tell me about before we get into the book and the plant-based diet and all of that lovely stuff on that reflection piece then so what have you guys reflected on because you're uber successful you've got the cafe you've got the, the books you've got the food business and all of that going on what when you were for you guys are forced to reflect what was what came out of that i'm fascinated
0: i think it's more about slowing down and kind of you know i it's very easy when you're running a business to get caught up in the success, but Oh my God, your turnover turned over more than 10 million. Oh my God, you employ X amount of people. Oh my God, you open a new cafe. Congratulations. And it's easy to get swept away with it and kind of keep focusing on building that. Cause your, your ego is getting lots of praise. Whereas I think COVID has kind of forced us to kind of like, we had to close a cafe at the moment, actually, we had to close three cafes. We only have one of them open at the moment. Um, but it's also forced us to kind of, you know, focus on the simple things, you know, slowing down, having brekkie, lunch, and dinner with the family. And even and even uh, like usually we're synonymous with we've always been kind of goal orientated humans, that uh every kind of New Year's Eve you'd write, or the the build up that window between Christmas and New Year's, oh how how did I do last year? Oh, what what's gonna be? What do I want to do this year? And we'd write the list. Whereas this year both of us separately came to the conclusion that two goals. One was to slow down more. And the second was to meditate more. And that was it, like nothing else. Because if you get those two right, then the rest, there's enough inertia and all the, there's enough habits in terms of trying to achieve and whatnot that they'll probably still, you know, prevail. But it's really more about slowing down and enjoying more because I think this, the last year has really drilled home more than anything with ourselves personally that it's ultimately true success is your relationship with yourself and how much you enjoy each moment that the day presents to you, whether you're allowed to go outside 5K or whether you're allowed to meet your friends for coffee or not, you know.
1: Um, This is cool. And actually, I can see it even chatting to you. And a lot of our viewers and listeners, you know, we used to seeing you guys present and you're bouncing around on stage or doing your yoga and it's all kind of jazz hands. This is lovely and kind of, Mellow and you're both kind of chilling out, and it's quite cool. It's quite nice. Uh, okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's, it's nearly our bedtime. We normally go to bed
1: separately. You know, <laughs> separate places,
0: but at like nine thirty, isn't it?
1: Let's chat about the Happy Health Plan, uh the latest book that you guys have out. You've teamed up with a lot of health experts, and it's helping people to get healthy. uh We're going to chat through different bits of it. But you know why uh, the focus on a health book this time round, as opposed to kind of a recipe book?
0: I guess it kind of came out of like we've we've been doing our online plans for the last 10 years and we've had more than 50,000 people through them from all over the world. And these started from upstairs in our cafe. It was back 10 years ago. We were, used to do cooking demos and, you know, people would be interested in them, but they wouldn't really change. And we had obviously been, you know, we had changed our diets back in 2001 and we kind of always believed in the benefits of a plant-based diet. And we kind of wondered, I wonder, can we come up with a means of measuring it? So uh, it was It was one Monday morning, a lady came in and she said, how are you? I'm like, geez, you never believed it. I've lost four stone on Weight Watchers. And she was so delighted with life. And I remember Steve said to me, geez, like, you know, I wonder, can we come up with a course that people can measure the improvement in their health? And I was reading a book by uh, Dr. Dean Ornish, and he showed in clinical trials that you could reverse the indicators for heart disease. And Steve said, like, oh, like, I wonder, could we use cholesterol and blood pressure and weight and see if we can reverse heart disease or reverse some of the symptoms or indicators for it? And uh, and that was the start of it. We went down to the local doctor. We got a nurse involved. We put signs around the shop saying, you reverse heart disease. Like we were obviously, it was a marketing thing, free, delicious, you know, and whatnot. And we had 20 people sign up and Angela and Merce measured everyone's cholesterol, weight and blood pressure. And this is now 10 years ago. So this wasn't as prevalent as it was um, nowadays. We really didn't know it was going to work. We were just two chefs having a punt at it. Let's yeah, like two chefs work. that are at a vegetable shop and they came upstairs to us and it was normal Irish people. It was people from Greystones that were really probably just bored and a little bit curious of what these two crazy lads were going to do. And we were met with a lot of crossed arms and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we, 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 people were, they were meeting two veg people and we were passing around, like, obviously, the easiest way to get people interested in is to pass around tasty food. So we had cooked all sorts of food. This is like 10 years ago, so long pre COVID. So you're passing around chickpea curries and dals and chilies and people are going, oh, wow, that's not bad. Little by little, their arms start unfolding. And anyway, they they stuck to, the plan was to get them to eat porridge for breakfast and soups and salads for lunch and dinners where chilies and pad thais and and whatnot. In essence, we were putting them on a whole food, plant-based diet for four weeks. And, uh, and, and you know, we didn't really know it was going to work. We put on videos of doctors and after four weeks, there was an average drop of cholesterol of 20% among the 20 people, everyone's blood pressure regulated, and they lost on average about four kilos per person. So it was hugely successful. And then we ended up doing more and more of them. And lo and behold, the media started writing articles and they got busier and busier. And, uh, you know, they went from there and now we've kind of gone from having one course to how we've got now got six courses with doctors and dietitians and gastroenterologists and cardiologists all involved in it as the experts that we've partnered with. And they're really to hold people's hands in kind of helping improve their health benefits, all based around food, like the practical know-how. And as I said, we've had 50,000 people through that. And during lockdown, we realized, geez, we've never actually sat and turned this into a book. Like we've had 10 years experience, all these people, with all these experts let's try to distill this into books so back starting in march we we spent a full month putting 10 years of work down into a book well it obviously took us about five six months but uh that's the essence of the book like it's got 90 recipes which is like they're all all the all the plans are no calorie counting no portion control so it's really all you can eat they're all based around fruit veg whole grains beans and nuts and seeds and it's uh Obviously our skill set is trying to make the food very tasty and trying to make it practical for people. But there's a big section explaining the why, you know, because I guess a lot of people need to understand why the benefit of eating eating a plant-based diet. Even when I say the word plant-based diet, people are like, plant-based diet, is that daffodils or is that roses? (laughs) Or what what the hell do you mean by that? And it's like, it's just to distinguish, like people might go vegan, are those happy parallels something to do with vegan? Like, And like, I can eat a vegan diet and I can eat dark chocolate and crisps and chocolate bars and vegan sausages, and I'm a vegan, but I'm not any healthier than anyone else. So what we're trying to do is trying to focus people around whole foods. So it's around fruit, veg, whole grains, beans, and nuts and seeds and dropping those labels of vegan and vegetarian because they're very binary and they put a lot of people off. So, um, yeah, so that's really,
1: okay. So whole, so creating a whole food movement is very much the goal here, which are basic, you know, whole foods in the most natural state that that you can get them in.
0: Yeah. And and in essence, if you look at Ireland at large, nine out of 10 people don't get their recommended daily intake of fiber. So as a nation, we need to eat more whole foods because fiber you'll only get in fruit, veg, beans, legumes, nuts, and seeds. And even right now, living in this global pandemic, people are becoming a lot more aware of having a strong immune system. And 70% of everyone's immune system exists in their microbiome which is in a fancy goods. which is a fancy term for the collection of bacteria and microorganisms that exist in their small intestine and one of the principal foods for your microbiome for a strong and diverse microbiome is Fiber and fiber, you'll only get in fruit and veg. So it comes back to like as a nation, we all need to start eating more fruit and veg. Okay,
1: amazing, great. Uh, And chat to me about food labels then. I know that's a big thing in the book, and it's really important to get people to understand how to read food labels, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, like nowadays, more than 50% of calories in Ireland, 55% in the UK, and 60% in the US are ultra refined and processed foods. So they're like, you know and it's not surprising to most people, like more than half of our diet in Ireland is processed foods. So we're eating a lot of packaged foods. Whereas if you go back a hundred years, there was probably far less packaged foods. It was probably, it was probably virtual. Virtually yeah. Virtually none, none you know? Yeah. And, um, so food, reading labels and understanding what's in food is okay, so tips, important. Tips for feeding. Okay anyone, who, anyone who's, who wants to start eating healthier. So labels is so important. Obviously, number one is to try to buy foods that don't have labels. That's the most important because they're probably going to be- Bananas, fruit, apples, Fruits and celery, vegetables. cucumber. Because those are obvious. Like Try to get as much of them because they're high in water, they're high in fiber, they're high in nutrition. They're brilliant. They're the ones you want to try to get the most of. Next up, you want to don't don't believe what's written on the front of the packet because that's to try to sell it. Look at the back of it and go through the n- nutritional information because that cannot lie. That is statutorily obliged to be correct. Correct. Um, in, in terms of like the ingredient list, it's always in descending order. So what's first is what's most and what's last is least. And often what companies will do, instead of having sugar as the first ingredient, they'll have three or four different types of sugar. So it all fits around the middle. And you look at it and you go, oats, almonds. Oh, that must be pretty good. Whereas just beware, there are many different words for sugar. And other thing I just say to be aware of is, look at fiber content. That's something really important. Something above three grams per hundred typically indicates that it's the whole food. Typically
1: as a rule of thumb. You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Now, we're going to take it away from food labels towards kind of the big five things that you're kind of big advocates of. So lifestyle, happy heart, happy skin, happy shape, happy gut, and kind of just chat through little bits of it. So that lifestyle component is really important. So in terms of being healthier, it is a lifestyle approach, not just kind of one area. It's across the board.
0: Absolutely. Like I think they're all linked. You know, the more you start eating better, there's a probably higher propensity that you are to move more. When you move more, you're probably going to sleep better. Your relationships are probably going to be better and you're probably be less stressed. So the same way are as a healthy human, they're all kind of linked. It's the exact same intrinsically in our body. Like we've broken down the book into four aspects. We've got happy skin, we've got happy shape, happy heart and happy gut. And it's the same in like people might isolate out certain foods are healthy for certain parts of the body, but the body function as one whole organism. Like you, if you heal, like for example, Stephen was talking about the gut and the immune system that they're like, you know, you eat and fi- fi- high fiber foods, they're really important for your gut. As you improve your gut health, you know, you're naturally going to improve your skin because there's a, there's a bio, like there's a, a bacterial element in terms of your skin as well. So there's, and also the same way, more higher fiber foods you eat, the better your oxygen, the better your blood flow is going to improve your cardiovascular system. So your skin will improve again. Your shape will improve. There's like, they are all intrinsically linked. Your body won't know the difference, whether it's a cardiologist, a a pulmonologist, whether it's a a gastroenterologist, it's just, it's one system that needs to be healed. And typically, I I guess lifestyle, what we found to be so important is that you know, everyone listening will know a granny or a granddad that's lived to the age of 90. They didn't know what the hell a vegan was. They didn't eat any vegetables. They smoked 20 John Player blues a day and they drank a bottle of whiskey, but they laughed a lot. There was a lot of love in their life. They weren't stressed and they probably had really strong relationships and a sense of purpose. So, health is multifaceted. And I think often people can get obsessed with diet and as a result, cause themselves anxiety, stress. And uh, I, I think. A really important thing for anyone listening, there's no perfect with health. It's kind of about, you know, progress rather than perfection. To look at it that it is multifaceted, that there probably are five or six elements to health. And the more you can try to achieve a good result in all of them, the more balanced and the more um rounded you are as a healthier. Yeah, even, even from our own personal experience, when we've gone too neurotic into food, like we we obviously are get very excited by things and just go at them hell for leather. And even on our own for food journey back 15, 20, probably more like 20 years ago, we ended up got excited by, we changed to plant-based diet and then we got interested in how can we optimize this? And we got into raw food and get into fasting and cleansing and got really far down that road to where you were, you were extreme. We were ostracized from other people. Our relationships weren't as strong. We, you know, there's, there's so many aspects to help and it is a fine balance that there's, you know, you, you're kind of juggling between making sure you've got, you know, you've got enough, as Stephen said, purpose in your life. You're prioritizing sleep because that's the foundation of... of, of uh, and You can understand that with young kids. You can understand with young <laughs> And then obviously a massive one, which we've all become so aware of over this pandemic, is relationships and connection and community and that, that sense of belonging. And that's something that's so, you know, that's, that, that is, this whole pandemic has really made it so aware our need like how important it is to feel that sense of connection and belonging.
1: And one of the big things in trying to get people to eat more fruit and veg and cook more kind of whole food meals is they think that it's really difficult to do. They can't cook the stuff because it's too scary. Talk us about some of the myths that you see on a regular basis with people who are trying to switch over and going to eat more whole foods, you know, and surely there's loads of myths there that, that people come up with all the time as excuses or reasons not to do it.
0: Yeah. And like the main one, people will often hit it with the economic angle. It's really expensive. I got to buy those goji berry things. They're like, you know, really expensive and acerola. I need that like functional mushroom, like chaga and all this type of stuff. But in essence, a whole food plant-based diet is peasant food. It's the cheapest of all foods. It's rare that you leave super value or a supermarket and go, my God, those lentils were really expensive. It's, you know, seldom do you go, geez, the broccoli's mad money. You know, in essence, whole foods are the cheap foods. They're the ones that are you know, very economically efficient. Yeah, another barrier people might say is like, it's so difficult or it's like there's so much prep and whatever. And it really, like most of us have the same food habits that Monday night is we make a spaghetti bolognese. Wednesday night, I make a chicken curry. Friday night, we get pizza. And Saturday night, we do whatever, you know. And people tend to the same five to 10 dishes and they rotate them or they eat processed foods or whatever. They've they've got their own food habits. And it's really not until we we become proactive and kind of go, right, I'm going to need to replan this and actually come up with a structured plan because otherwise when we're tired, we're stressed, we just resort exactly to the same type. You know, we just go into the same food habits. So that's why, like, we've really tried to give people a plan. Like, this book has really tried to give people a plan and a structure to follow. Because I think in order, like, food is so emotional. And we all know this. We've all been stressed. And we all resort to the same crisps, chocolate bars, whatever it is that we eat, which is our comfort food. And it's unless we've got a plan and a structure and some kind of form of accountability, it's difficult to stick with it, you know.
1: And what are the what are the kitchen essentials then? Kitchen SOS in terms of both the the pots of the pans or a wok or whatever, and you know, the staples that you should have in your cupboard then as well in terms of the staple foods that, that you should ensure you have loads of.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Um I, I often say like a good chef isn't determined by their equipment. So if you don't have a really fancy Nutribullet bullet or you don't have, you know, the latest KitchenAid or whatever it is or um, Vitamix blender. Don't worry. Like in essence, you know, it's good skills can be good equipment in any time. So one thing I'd often recommend in this book, say with our happy heart course, we, um, it's a whole food plant-based diet. That's low in fat. So people who have high car, high, high uh, cholesterol, we ask them not to cook with oil, which to many people is like, no oil. It's like, how do I do that? But in essence, what oil does is it creates an even distribution of, of heat, and creates a higher temperature to reach a higher temperature. It's easier to brown your veg, putting them through the mallard reaction and creating more caramelization. But if you have a nonstick pan, you get up to high, you can equally brown your veg and create flavor development. So a nonstick pan is really important. And other than that, I love a silicone spatula. I think it's really nice for turning pancakes. decent chef knife, obviously. And any kind of chef knife is fine. Like just a 30 centimeter long blade like you'll get one for ten euro. You'll get them in any supermarket or whatnot. Just the main thing is that it's reasonably sharp. Sure. But
1: you know what I got? You know what I got? And I, I got a. Uh, it's not a product plug because I couldn't even say what the name of it is. But uh, we've a load of kitchen knives. We got given them when we got married. You know the way everyone kind of really good Set of knives. Glasses, and, you know that uh, was maybe five years ago. So they're all starting to get kind of blunt. So I googled uh, knife sharpeners, and uh, before Brexit, I jumped. Up, I jumped onto Amazon, and I got the most amazing knife sharpener. It's that very sad that I get excited no, about get oh, it. I get
0: it, yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's like, I'll, I'll, for the next episode of the podcast, folks, I'll, I'll try, I'll get hold of the brand of it, but it was literally about 15 quid, and it, it sits on, it's a small, it's about the size of my fist, sits on the countertop and has a suction thing, and then you just run the blade through it, and the knife, the knives are like new. It's on believe <laughs> it's actually the most amazing thing ever it's like even anyway sorry that's a very sad interlude I, for the next episode I promise I will come back to that Dara my producer will remind me I'll, I'll check the name of it and uh, I'll give it to you because it's the most amazing thing ever it's like it was like 15 quid but however sorry well, my, back wife's, to my wife's
0: Polish and often in rural Poland and um, they'll say one of an important thing of a strong relationship is to have sharp knives in the house I do not know why but, and it's a bizarre thing but my parent-in-law house, it's just the sharp knives everywhere. But, but I, I think I think that's the kind of equipment. But if you want to go into ingredients, if you want to go into ingredients, like it's really like, and when you're starting a new plan, which lots of people probably are, January, February, these are the months that people typically go, right, here we go. This is it. 2021 is going to be my year. And the number first thing is if you do want to change your habits, get the stuff you don't want to eat out of your house. That's number one, because... Moments of weakness, stress, you will resort to those things. That's the first thing. Number two is like beans are one of the most under eaten things in Ireland. Like, and I'm not talking about baked beans. I'm talking about tinned beans, like kidney beans, butter beans, chickpeas. These are inexpensive. They're one of the highest sources of fiber in our diet. And when you, I have you, I'm sure you've heard of the blue zones. Have you Carl? Mm-hmm. Yep. So so for anyone who doesn't know it's there, the, the five areas in the world where there's the longest living people in the planet. So the people that have lived over the age of 100, the most, the highest concentration of them and 50% of these people's diet is beans. Like beans are, they're so important. They're so fiber rich. They're so good for your immune system. So and they're a they're great, they great, great one just to add into the dish that you're cooking. So if you're cooking it, for example, a chicken curry, and you just want to make it a little bit healthier, drain a can of butter beans and put it through. You're just going to increase your fiber intake. And just add more diversity to your diet. So I think easy beans, tinned tomatoes, tinned coconut milk, I, but onions and garlic are easy in terms of fresh stuff that don't go off. Oats are a great one. Being Irish, oats and porridge are, you know, they go hand in hand. Other things, if you can have seeds, like, cause we're all snackers and food traditionally we used it as a means of sustenance and a means of, you know, survival. But now it's kind of an emotional distraction where we feel sad, we feel lonely, we feel bored. We turn to food for a dopamine release. So the more we can have healthier food choices around, the more likely we're to go with them. So if you can have kind of various different seeds and maybe put a little bit of chocolate in them just to make them feel a little bit better and feel more like a tree. So often what I'll do is just mix a little bit of trail mix and leave it in the counter and maybe it's 10% chocolate and the rest, 90% seeds and nuts. But it's a great way of making it feel a little bit more indulgent. And there's, there's also a psychology with how you actually plan your kitchen in terms of where your foods are. You know, like everyone would have heard that, We'll try to have a nice fruit bowl that's right in the front of the counter so that you're actually attracted to eating the fruit. And another thing is that, you know, what a lot of people do in their fridge, they put the veg down in the bottom in that veg box and it sits down there. And every now and again, you lift it open a few times a week and you go, oh my God, half of them are moldy, or half of them are gone off. Oh, Jesus, it's so annoying. Instead of putting your veg down there, I know it's designed for, put them in on the shelf right in front of you so they're right in front of you. You can't miss them. And put the stuff you don't want to eat down in that thing. Because people don't typically look in that boxed in the bottom as much as they do stuff at eye level. Good point. Okay, hey,
1: food ar- food architecture is the phrase for that. For <laughs> That's that, good. It's, it's exactly that. It's yeah, it's it's where AFA on the TV show is all about the food architecture. It's where everything's placed around you, and actually, it's a re- it's a great point to bring up because it's really important in terms of health. Where you place the stuff in terms of the eye level of it, you're more likely to pick it if you can see it, as opposed to hiding it away. And it's a great Because
0: even, even, even back to the blue zones, they say those long-living people, they say it's not because they've got incredible genetics. It's not because of some superhuman thing. It's because the healthy choice is the easy choice, that they're the product of their environment. And it's the same way our environment now, our food environment is not set up for us to be healthy in most cases, because, you know, you walk into... a any kind of store. And most of it's going to be refined processed foods because our animal brains are just like, oh my goodness. Like we just, we're we're hardwired, biologically evolutionary hardwired to crave fat and sugar and salt. And these processed foods that we've manufactured over the last hundred years, they're more readily available than ever. And you know they all deliver that at um, point that kind of, more, oh, more so than chickpeas and lentils, so it's almost like we, we're up against it that that's why having a plan, having a structure is so important because and, and having community support, as Dave mentioned, we become a product of our environment, and everyone becomes a product of their environment, and even at one of the most selfish levels, why we started the happy pair was we needed to create an environment that supported us to eat plant-based diet. That didn't necessarily want to go out and drink alcohol and wanted to kind of, you know, be live an active, healthy life. So the more, if you want to eat healthier, try to get healthy friends, uh, try to start, you know, create an environment where it's easier to make the healthy choice.
1: Final question: Twenty twenty one, what's in store? What's it going to bring for you? Bar, obviously, you know, in terms of the contentment piece, we started at the, the beginning of the of the app, uh, but anything else coming? plan At the for moment we're working on a
0: podcast which is kind of fun with joe wicks on with russell brand coming up there's a kind of number of kind of interesting people and it's fun to kind of delve in i'd read a good interview with joe just kind of beneath social media and beneath that because we've hung out with joe a number of times and there's a real gentleman a real kind of an introverted softer side to uh, joe that's a fun project and then we have uh our online courses and plans are really fun it's just how to take them to the next level and really try to help change more people's lives. You know, the same.
1: Amazing. Well, best of luck with the new book. It's out in all good bookstores. And as ever, I always ask every guest this, you guys are easy to find, but if anybody wants to find you, where can they find uh, you online? On
0: the internet. If you just type in the happy pair, you will pop up in some form. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is absolutely for sure. Uh, guys, it's been great to catch up with you and great to have you back on the show. The best of luck with everything over the course of the year. No doubt it'll be a huge success. Folks, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. As ever, you know where we are. realhealth at Independent.ie at Carl carlhenryptc on Twitter and on Instagram. And we're back next week with more Real Health.
0: Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.